Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. How's it going, Katie? Great. How about yourself, Keith? Oh, I'm just swell. It feels like um, the only major crazy music-related event that's left on the calendar might be what the Oscars, at least in the next few weeks. Yeah, we have. And don't forget Billboard Women in Music as well, March 6th. Um, never would have forgotten. I never would have forgot. But that. that's all the same week. So, yes, I, that's what I have my eyes on now. But it feels like a glorious, wonderful moment to just breathe after Super Bowl Grammys, just like nonstop action. Also, the same week uh, as as women in music, Madonna will be playing multiple nights at the Forum oh in L.A. Gosh. So that is an event into itself. Oh, my gosh. I, I haven't made arrangements Which to go. I was going to say I haven't made arrangements to go and I want to go. I don't think that's happening for me. <laughs> Maybe you and I can go together. Oh, maybe. Okay. Let's talk about it. We'll make it a tradition. Oh, you know, yes. After Madame X. I know. That yeah. was my first ever Madonna concert, too. Well, th- this... Well, anyway, we'll get into more <laughs> of that in future episodes. All right. So, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show... We've got chart news on how Beyonce, Kanye West, and Ty Dolla Sign shake up the charts in a big way, courtesy of their latest releases, and how Usher nabs his highest charting album on the Billboard 200 in over a decade with his latest release, Coming Home. Also on the show, it's our favorite time, Diva O'Clock. Yeah. <laughs> First up, we have Ariana Grande's Yes and Remix with Mariah Carey, and then the new training season single and video from Dua Lipa. So stick around for all our thoughts on the latest Diva Drops. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Can we start a new um pop shop like sort of Segments? child oh, oh oh child <laughs> i have something to tell you katie um well no i mean i think it'd be fun if there was like the pop shop just all divas you diva know sort edition. of like like we do like once a month we just do a diva i mean is that just episode. not our show <laughs> i guess it's every show never mind all right okay so let's do the chart chat 
First up on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign's collaborative album, Vultures One, flies in at number one, securing Ye his 11th number one and Ty his first. The set, which was released on February 10th, earned 148,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending February 15th, according to Luminate. Now, Kanye ties Bruce Springsteen and Barbra Streisand, each with 11 number ones on the Billboard 200. And ahead of them are only The Beatles, with a record 19 number ones, Jay-Z with 14, and Drake and Taylor Swift, each with 13. So uh, I have oodles of information to share. Uh, and if you want even more detailed information, go read my story on Billboard.com. I do want to say, after you said all those numbers, like, just... You know, you heard everyone heard Vultures one, and there are a two and three looming that could put Kanye right there with Drake and Taylor Swift by the end of the spring, potentially. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> we'll I see. Do, I'm, well, also, there might be diminishing at- returns on interest level, and also competition could be uh, fierce over the next few months as well. I mean, Kanye has a pretty stellar track record on our album chart. Sure does, because. Uh, This is his 11th number one, and all of those have been consecutive, and they've all debuted at number one. The only album that he has released widely that has not been number one was his first album, The College Dropout, which hit number two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to uh, see how how this... I mean, and we'll have to see if they arrive when they say they're going to arrive, et cetera. If they even come out. (laughs) I mean, mean, we've got got Renaissance Act 1, 2, and possibly 3. We've got Vultures 1, 2, and 3. We've got multiple Taylor Swift albums in the ether. By the end of this year, we could have everyone from Beyonce, Kanye, and Taylor all having multiple new number ones. Yeah, seriously. Who knows? Okay, so... This Vultures One album is the first studio project for both uh, Ye and Ty released outside of the major label system. Also, I should be uh, calling Kanye by Ye because he uh, is sort of officially known as Ye. So uh, if I stumble and call him Kanye, I do mean to say Ye. Yeah, and and on Billboard.com, we use it a little bit interchangeably. Of course, Kanye is is the name that most of us know him as. But yes, he's chosen to use Ye as his artist name moving forward. Yeah, on first reference in my story on Sunday, I referred to him as Kanye West, and mm-hmm. then uh, or I said Ye. I think I said Kanye West, or I may have said Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, and I think through the rest of the story, I referred to him only as Ye. Yeah. So, I'm trying. Um, so, the album is the first outside of the major label system for both artists, um, and it's on Ye's own label, YZY. Yes, uh, you can like, just say Yeezy. Yeezy. Um So it actually arrived after a number of delays, and it was meant to come out last October, and then it had a series of release dates that were announced, and then it didn't come out. Um, And as we've noted before, this is Ye's first album since his string of hate speech and anti-Semitic remarks, which resulted in companies like Adidas and Def Jam Recordings distancing themselves from Ye. Uh, Notably, we mentioned Def Jam because Def Jam released all of Ye's widely available studio albums, including his last set, 2021's Donda. So um, it's interesting to see uh, that... Uh, this album did come out and it probably was difficult for it to come out. And as we saw on February 10th, it had a number of it's out, but not out. And then it came back out and then it didn't come out. And then it finally came out. There's a lot of hiccups that come with an album project. Like I, I this just when saw you're not 
a headline through the normal major label system. I just saw a headline a day or two ago that it was removed from Apple Music yet again. So I don't know if it's now back in whatever, but like, yeah, it's been constant over this uh, yeah. week and a half. So, you know, it did come out on February 10th and then its initial independent distribution company, uh, Fuga, that's just the four letters F-U-G-A, um, took down the project on February 15th. And then that same day, the album found a new distribution home in Label Engine, which is part of the Create Music group. Um, meanwhile... Uh, one of the tracks that was initially on the album called Good Parenthetical Don't Die was removed from streaming services on February 14th, or actually was removed from Spotify on February 14th, and then other streamers and digital retailers on February 15th. Uh, the song appears to interpolate elements of Donna Summer's 1977 single, I Feel Love, which Summer's estate claimed West had used without permission and alleged, quote, copyright infringement, end quote. Uh, then, on February 15th, uh, as Good was removed from the album's track list on official streamers and retailers. The album was no longer purchasable uh, through digital retailers like the iTunes Store and Amazon. Uh, it was, however, still available to buy with Good intact on the track list through Ye's official web store as of this past Sunday when I bought it because I wanted to see if he was still selling the track on that album. That's a lot of information. Keith will be expensing that to Billboard. It was I thought it was going to be $5. It was $20 Oof. because he had been selling it for $5 the entire week. And then I was like, cool, just be $5. No biggie. I'm like, ah, oh, 20 <laughs> Anyway, uh, at number two on the Billboard 200, Usher achieves his highest charting album in over a decade as his new studio album, Coming Home, starts in the runner-up slot. The album was released on February 9th, just two days before Usher headlined the Super Bowl halftime show, and the set earned 91,000 equivalent album units in its first week. Coming Home marks Usher's ninth top 10 charting album on the Billboard 200, and his highest ranking set since Looking for Myself debuted at number one in June of 2012. And it's the top selling album of the week, right, Keith? I read your article. It is, it is the top <laughs> selling album of the week. Um, and uh, it actually has the largest uh, sales week for an R&B album in a number of years. And uh, what else? What else is there to say about <laughs> Usher? Oh, it's also an independently released album mm -hmm. uh, like Kanye, except with fewer hiccups with less controversy uh, with less and with less controversy uh, so usher um throughout his entire recording career was with either bmg or sony through the labels LaFace, arista and rca and this is his first album that is from an independent distribution company because he's part of what that's called do you want me just tell you? Yeah, tell me. So um, this new album <laughs> is being released through Mega, which is Thank Usher's you. own imprint mm -hmm. in partnership with L.A. Reid mm -hmm. and Gamma. Uh, and that it, the album is distributed by Vidia, which is part of the Gamma organization. And Gamma also, is uh, is uh, Larry. 
Jackson, uh, Jackson, formerly of Apple, who was, I believe, our hip hop and R and B like executive of the year last year. Um, I but yeah, so. he has a lot of very interesting, vibrant artists in the mix. I knew Usher was one of them, and Sexy Red is from Gamma as well. So um, an interesting time for that company. Yeah. Over on the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart, things get real spicy in the top three as Jack Harlow's "Loving on Me" continues at number one for a sixth week while two major songs debut at numbers two and three. Beyonce's Texas Hold'em starts at number two, while Ye and Ty's Carnival starts at number three. The latter is from the Vultures One album, while the former is expected to be on Beyonce's upcoming new album due on March 29th. Texas is one of two new Beyonce tracks debuting on the Hot 100 this week, as 16 Carriages also starts on the list, bowing at number 38. Uh, It, too, is assumed to be on the forthcoming Beyonce album, though wouldn't it be surprising if neither of these songs were on the album? (laughs) Yes, yes it would. (laughs) Oh, Beyonce always keeping us guessing. Texas also makes waves in the country world. As the song starts at number 54 on the country airplay chart and at number one on the country or sorry, on the hot country songs chart, the former ranks the most heard songs played on country formatted radio stations in the U.S., while the latter is a chart that blends airplay, sales and streams to rank the most popular country songs in the U.S. of the week. Wait, can I make one hot 100 comment? Sure. Um, just that, that, uh, that song we've been speaking about, uh, Benson Boone's beautiful things that is number four this week, right? Yes. Which means it would have been number two if Kanye and Beyonce hadn't dropped new songs. Because over on our global charts, both the global 200 and the 200 excluding us, both of them, Benson Boone is number one. On both of them. I, I, I live for your interest in the global charts. I love that. Well, I just always think it's really fascinating to look at like what is it's really I love the way that it's split up where you can see the most popular song in the world and the most popular taking us out of the equation because we, of course, love the Hot 100. That is what our um, you know, we are focused on. But to see something like Benson Boone take over curiosity from Beyonce from yay etc is wild because those are the biggest headlines over here you know what i mean yes. and then obviously jack harlow can't stop him in the u.s also i'm not also <laughs> i'm not like shading the the global charts for pete's sakes because they're <laughs> but i do always bring them up no and and it's <laughs> one right. of those things where it's like um i should be talking about them more because they represent what the biggest songs are in the world however as as is the case, the Hot 100 just has a longer history to it, and yeah, um, I, and we're in the U.S. And we're in the U.S. So <laughs> and so we care. And, and most people probably listening to this podcast might be in America, but then again, I'm just making a guess. So you know, I'll do better, Katie. Yeah. I'll be better. Well, I've just given Benson Boone his shout out too, because yeah, it's it's wild to think that. Um, I mean, I don't think the song is stopping anytime soon, so it could still have a chance at number two, number one, etc. Can we get Benson on the podcast? Yeah, actually, we should. Do you think Benson's aware of uh, the uh, sitcom named Benson? 
<laughs> Probably not. Actually, maybe. I feel like sometimes when it's like, you know, personal to you, like, for instance, my my maiden name is Byrne, spelled like David Byrne, like B-Y-R-N-E. So it's like I'm like intimately familiar with any celebrity that has that name. So like I knew David Byrne talking heads when I was like a little kid because of that. Gabriel Byrne, the actor, I always like noticed that name. So maybe he's like aware of Benson because he tried to Google himself and got the sitcom. Yeah. I mean, right? I'm, I'm aware of Holden Caulfield and Maxwell Caulfield. Yes, there you go. Exactly. I mean, me too. And I wasn't named Caulfield. No, that's, <laughs> I know both of those. <laughs> um, all right. Well, while we're still on the Hot 100, the song that we mentioned earlier on Ye and Ty's album, the one that Donna Summer's estate alleges copyright infringement, it actually debuts on the Hot 100. And wow, this will likely be the only week that it's on the chart since the song isn't streamable or buyable in any official capacity as of right now. Um, the song debuts at number 93. So, yeah. Know. All right. Anyway, okay. that's my chart news. Uh, on to the divas. Yes, Keith? Yes, please. Is it di- di- the, di- the diva edition, <laughs> the diva shop. Okay, so Keith, I was on vacation last week, and I can't believe that I, I came home to an Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey remix because Ariana released a new version of her Eternal Sunshine single, Yes And, with none other than Mariah Carey. So let's take a little listen. So ahead of the release, Ari posted this message. I cannot believe the words I am typing. Yes, and remix featuring the one and only queen of my heart and lifelong inspiration. Mariah Carey is out this Friday. There truly are no words that suffice. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for this dream come true and for sprinkling your brilliance and magic on my little song. It means more to me than I could ever possibly articulate. And I cannot wait for everyone to hear this. I love you eternally. And Mariah returned that love saying, darling angel, I am so effing excited to be joining you on the Yes And remix. This is such a magical moment. Love you, heart MC. So uh, we've gotten to hear these two together before, obviously, on the um, Oh Santa remix in 2020, also alongside Jennifer Hudson. But this, to me, truly feels like a very full circle moment with with all the comparisons that Ariana endured in her early career to Mariah and, you know, trying to distance herself from that to make her own career, obviously accomplishing that and now being a collaborator and peer of Mariah, basically. I mean, that's that's what this feels like to me. Is that is that the vibe you're getting as well, Keith? Well, uh, to clarify, Oh, Santa was a fully original song. It wasn't a remix, right? Uh, actually, Oh, Santa was on Mariah Carey's 90s Christmas album, and they put out a new version with J-Hud and Ariana. So it was a remix. Well, I'm a dummy. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> Mariah actually corrected me personally when I interviewed her about that. Oh, so, God. yeah. Well, you'll never talk to her I again, remember. Meryl. <laughs> you got it wrong. You're not part of the Lamely, clearly. <laughs> but now I'm here to correct everyone else. <laughs> um, I mean, I... It will fully say that I would have loved to have seen a remix with, say, Madonna on it um, (laughs) because of how the song evokes Vogue, Madonna's single Vogue. And because I know that Ari is a Madonna stan, I thought, oh, gosh, wouldn't it be fun if the two of them could get get together? Um, Referencing a Madonna song, get together. However, (laughs) vocally, Ariana and Mariah go together fabulous like they they sound wonderful together and i also think it's 
really fun to hear Mariah on what is ostensibly a kind of 90s throwback house pop track because a lot of Mariah's remixes and original songs from the early 90s were housey pop dance tracks. So yeah. to me, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm hearing Mariah on a beat and a and a sonic landscape that I kind of grew up with to a degree with hearing Mariah on yeah. those tracks. So I think it's fun. I think it they sound great together. I think um, it's also just kind of wild that I mean, imagine what Ariana Grande thinks. She's like, I cannot believe the world oh. I live in where she's like, I get to do a remix with Mariah. <laughs> it's Mariah playing in Ariana's playground, basically, which Mariah does not visit other people's playgrounds very often. <laughs> she likes to be like the, the you know, like she has she invites people into her world more so than, you know, goes out and uh, seeks out other people's worlds. And so this is a major cosign, in my opinion, um, of Ariana from Mariah. And obviously they're friendly. They just did Oh Santa live um, in December. Like they they're, you know, friends and admirers of one another. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a continuation of that. But I just I really love it. And um and like you said, it had me thinking the same thing, like early 90s, like my early 90s, I think of Mariah. So um, maybe like emotions, like is that the closest vibe of a single that Mariah put like out? Someday that goes with yes and. and yeah, someday. Um, also, yeah. like Mariah was so good at doing remixes of so mm. many of her songs, like she would take a ballad and then basically record a whole new version of it. That was a dance version. She was one of the first pop stars to like really lean into remixes like, like, majorly. Like lean in in such a fashion where she would take a ballad, re-record it as a dance yeah. track, whole new production, bring in gospel Remix singers. Remix used to have a different you know, meaning yeah, yeah. back in the day. Well, Mar Mariah <laughs> took it to a whole new level where she'd be like, oh, it's yeah. a remix, but really it's a whole new track, essentially. Yeah. Um, God love Mariah. So anyway. But yeah, she was, I mean, I think she was kind of one of the first pop stars who played in the hip hop landscape, like where remixes were totally normal and regular, just re-releasing yeah. the same track with new verses, new production, all that. Mariah was one of the first pop stars to play with that. So again, it's another like knowing nod um, that she joined Ariana here. Um, also, we have a little more information about Eternal Sunshine. Um, it's coming out March 8th. Uh, she, uh, Ariana just released three new track titles. Uh, she, she already announced, uh, to her fans that she's not putting out any other music ahead of the album. So we're going to have to wait for the full thing on March 8th. And thankfully she's giving little presents along the way like this. Yes. And remix. So should we move to our next diva? Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so a couple of weeks after live debuting the song on the Grammys, Dua Lipa officially released Training Season alongside a music video last week. So let's take a listen. Now, Dua revealed in a statement that the song was inspired by a series of unimpressive dates. Uh, she said, quote, the last one was the final straw. The next morning, I arrived to the studio to Caroline Allen and Tobias Jesso Jr. Those are the last names that she did not find a statement asking me how it all went. And I immediately declared training season is over. <laughs> and like the best day after debriefs with your mates, we had a lot of laughs and it all quickly came together from there. Um, now, Keith, you watched the music video. Yes. 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 
I feel like that that description sort of helped frame the video for me because Dua is basically sitting in a cafe and she's got there are no other women in sight. It is just men. And there are men inside the cafe sort of like watching her from their tables. There are men outside the cafe like looking at her through the window until there's a full blown like mob of men just like up, you know, from either side through the window around her table. And she could not care less. She's looking very disinterested, clearly is not does not want this mob of male attention. Uh, Whatever they're doing is not breaking through to Dua in this uh, in the video. So hearing her description of the song, it's like those are all her her like mediocre dates surrounding her like that's the vibe I get after seeing this description because at first I'm like okay what does it all mean and then I'm like oh she just like does not want these dudes does not want all she wants a dude but not all these dudes like they're just they need to back off maybe you know maybe had I known what the inspiration of the song was before I saw the video that mm. would have helped me understand the video because as I was watching the video I just kept waiting for all of the men to break out into a choreographed dance routine. <laughs> but they didn't. Dua is... They did it because they were mediocre. That's uh, why they apparently, did it. If they, <laughs> apparently none of them can dance. Um, if they were exceptional men, they would have gotten into their choreography. I got vibes of sort of like World War Z meets like a zombie apocalypse sort of... Well, I mean, I guess that's the same thing. I got like, you know, <laughs> there's zombies outside this window trying to get at her because they're all kind of like glaring and watching and you know leering leering at her and she's just sitting there having a cup of tea um but i kept waiting for some big thing to happen and there are some special effects that do happen but they're very subtle but um it's very different from the the last uh video from houdini and i guess in my mind i was expecting this to be kind of a very um I was expecting something else, but it's still very interesting. It's a little more artsier, I think. It's artsier than that. And I think that what you're talking about, the special or the subtle effects, um, you know, they kind of make the men look like this sort of cyclone of like confusion. And the lyrics literally say that she feels like she has vertigo. And that's kind of the vibe that it gives off. Um, But I think uh, like when I've watched it without this um, explanation, I was just kind of thinking about the fact that society thinks that, you know, women often do a lot in order to get male attention or to have, you know, hold the male gaze, et cetera, as you would say. And she just could not care less. And that's like the, the overarching theme. She could not care less about getting any of these dudes attention. They clearly have her attention or she, yes, they wait, let me try that again. She clearly has their attention, but they do not have hers at all. And she's just uninterested. So um, the other question is this song. What do we think? The fact that she live debuted it as part of a medley at the Grammys um, where we got mostly Houdini and a little taste of uh, like very little, very little taste, uh, very little taste to um, dance the night night, um, from Barbie. Uh, You know, I think that was like an interesting move to to play that song and then not actually release the original version for two weeks. I mean, almost two weeks. It's It's an interesting choice. Also, by the way, Houdini is still gaining at top 40 radio. Mm. Like it's top 10 at top 40 radio on our pop airplay chart and still had a gain in spins last week. So, Oh wow. I'm here's my guess. I think that training season is probably 
equal to physical from the last album where from future nostalgia. Yeah. So like future nostalgia, the first single was don't start now. And that was still riding high on the American radio charts come like early February of the following year after it came out the previous November, October. Yeah. However, in the UK, where where Dua's sort of home base is at, they were already on to the next single, which was going to be physical. So I think this is sort of mirroring that where perhaps Europe needed a second single, but America still has Houdini that's still working at radio. So like, how do you satisfy both audiences? Well, we do a little bit of Houdini, a little bit of training season. We drop the video and the single. They probably, I would imagine that they're probably not going to actually work training season to American radio yeah. for a minute or a while while right. Houdini continues to grow. Um, and then probably in the UK and Europe, they'll probably be very focused on training season because it's just a different way that they consume music compared to American that- radio. That definitely makes sense. Like you're working on two timetables for sure. And we also have no album no announcement album <laughs> or release date or anything for where these songs might end up living. I, I wondered on that front because, you know, Future Nostalgia came out in March of uh, 2020. Was it 2020? 2020. No, it was actual pandemic, March 2020. So my theory is like things have gotten crowded in that space. I mean, March is crazy. We already mentioned Ariana. We mentioned Beyonce, um, Renaissance Part 2, Act 2. We have not mentioned Justin Timberlake. Uh, we have not mentioned Casey Musgraves. We have not mentioned there was something else big that I'm missing because obviously Taylor's coming in April. But things are crowded. It is ba- like things are things are log jammed in March and April with all these massive superstars. And so I wonder if Team Dua got scared off from wading into the March waters. And that might have been the original plan when they started with Houdini um, in November. But now they might have to pivot and look a little bit later in the year. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, as we see, as we talked about, I'm like, there were a number of weeks earlier this year where you could have dropped an album, done 65,000 units or 70,000 units and been number one. one. And I know it's not all about being number one. But sometimes it's really nice to be number one. Um, (laughs) But we also don't know, like, truly what limitations there are on actually getting an album out from Dua. Do they have is. Yep. Has she finished recording? Is the master turned in? Have they manufactured physical products? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe they didn't put training season out right after the Grammys because it wasn't done. You know, for all we know. So, um, yeah, so we'll be paying attention. As you know, this podcast loves Duo. We will be talking all about her uh, as we lead up to whenever this album might arrive. It's the Duo Shop podcast sometimes. <laughs> yes. We need a Dua spinoff and a Diva spinoff, and maybe they're one and the same sometimes. And granted, Dua has her own podcast, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can listen to Dua's podcast yeah. as well. <laughs> is it time for the chart side of the week? I think it is. All right. Well, now it's time for the chart side of the week. So it's really just a quiz, Katie, because hmm. that's what this segment of the show is just morphed into. So with Beyonce's Texas Hold'em arriving on both the country airplay and hot country songs charts, let's take a look back at some perhaps surprising artists that have also charted on the hot country songs chart. So, Katie, which of these six female singers have not had a hit on the hot country songs chart? That means five of them have, believe it or not. Your choices are Cher, 
Pat Benatar, Sheena Easton, Olivia Newton-John, Stevie Nicks, and Barbara Streisand. Which of those six women have not had a hit on the Hot Country Songs chart? Stevie Nicks. She has had one hit after the glitter fades, which hit number 70 in 1982. Pat Benatar. You're correct. Pat Benatar has not <laughs> charted. <laughs> Whew. Um, I, I, I had a feeling I could think of some of I could think of something that from Cher, Olivia Newton-John that would have like sonically yeah. maybe would have. Yes. Yes. Well, I was yeah, telling me about these other ones. So so Cher charted with a with one song called It's Too Late to Love Me Now, mm. which reached number 87 in 1979. I, the chart was 100 positions deep back then. So you slightly <laughs> had more chances to chart. Also, um, before. Gosh, before. I mean, back then in the in the 60s, 70s and 80s, this chart was basically an airplay chart. I think there was some sales included, but it was effectively a radio chart. Um, that's obviously changed now where it's like sales, airplay, um, streams combined. But back then, country radio played a share single, which was just still kind of wild. Uh, right. Sheena, Sheena Easton's charted twice. Uh, she had a number one with her Kenny Rogers duet, We've Got Tonight, that hit number one in 1983. Is it a cover of like the Joe Cocker song? It's we've got tonight who meets tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's is that Joe Cocker? Am I making that up? I don't know. Well, now um, I need to find out. <laughs> uh, she also charted with a song, a solo song of hers called Almost Over You, which hit number 86 in 1984. Um, I'll keep going while you look up whatever you're going to look up. Uh, Livy Newton-John, of course, had 15 hits on the Hot Country Songs chart from 1973 through 1979, including seven top tens. Um, Stevie Nicks, as we already mentioned, had After the Glitter Fades, which hit number 70 in 1982. And Barbara Streisand has had two hits on the Hot Country Songs chart. Her Neil Diamond collaboration, You Don't Bring Me Flowers, mm. hit number 70 in 1978. And a, uh, another Barbara collaboration, with this time with Vince Gill, called If You Ever Leave Me, hit number 62 in 1999. Well, first of all, I just have to make an embarrassing admission that we've got tonight is Bob Seger, not Joe Cocker. I'm oh, from right. Michigan. So embarrassing. Um, but yes, it is it is a version of that. But uh, but Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band did the original. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, there's your little Take chart. Take my Michigan card away. <laughs> there's a chart side of the week about some perhaps surprising uh, individuals who have charted on the Hot Country Songs chart. All right. We've reached the end of our big show. Oh, so wait, there's a couple things I wanted to mention before we left. Um just some quick newsy things that I thought were interesting, but we didn't. We don't have a lot of time to devote to to, to them. Um, one, I thought it was interesting that Vanessa Williams is going to be in the West End. Um, Miranda Priestly playing um, Miranda Priestly in the stage musical adaptation of The Devil Wears Prada yes. with a score by Elton John. So. Uh, uh, that's so fun. go see that. Um, so you know what? That. I, I feel like her role on Ugly Betty was very Miranda Priestly esque. So I love this. Is like this could not be more perfect. Yeah, and also Vanessa Williams is no stranger to obviously you know uh, the stage. Uh, she's Broadway. been on Broadway before and been Tony nominated before, I believe. Mm -hmm. So this will be fun to see. Um, I also wanted to note how Madonna dropped an official video for a song that came out like. Seven months ago, uh, her weekend and Playboy Cardi collaboration, Popular, had a music video uh, premiere through Fortnite 
uh, last Thursday, I believe. So have you watched like a rip from yes. Fortnite, Keith? Yes. Or did you go into Fortnite? No, I, I didn't. I, I, I don't know how to go into Fortnite. Um, I, I don't know how to get into this. I probably this. am such an old person for even saying go into Fortnite. I don't know how to access the Fortnite universe. My children do not yet play Fortnite, so I don't know about this. I'll come back to me in like a decade. Have you watched the video, Katie? No, I have. I didn't know it existed until you uh, emailed about it yesterday. Oh wow! Um, yeah. yeah. So I think right now it's still locked to the Fortnite uh, universe. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know when it's going to come out to all streaming entities, but it's a it's a proper music video, like like actual video of Madonna performing the song. Yes. Not so, like avatars or something. No, I, th- <laughs> okay. I, I no, it's not like Fortnite <laughs> characters d- dressed up. It's it's actual actual weekend, actual Madonna, actual okay. Playboy Cardi. None okay. of them are in any are in any scenes together. Um, but that's all professionally shot. Like, and Madonna looks great, and Weekend looks Has great. Has she been nodding to popular at all on tour? Like, I, I imagine no. she doesn't perform it. She doesn't even like. It's not like an interstitial or anything. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Um, I like that song a lot. Like I could, the fact that I could sing that song right now, having not heard it in a minute, like I, I really liked that song. I'm interested so. to know if this will actually like cause a resurgence for the song, um, mm. because it was already kind of a thing in Fortnite apparently, and now they've added some synergy on top of that with this video that premiered in Fortnite. I just think it's wild that there's a bunch of like young kids who are seeing this female singer they've never heard of sing along with The Weeknd and they're like who's this Madonna woman? I'm like oh lord. I also I feel like radio loves to revive a a not timely weekend song. So (laughs) (laughs) Die For You was an example of that. Um, I think that they could, I mean, like, I think radio likes to have, you know, a new weekend hit, like at all times. So when it's the moment to have a new weekend hit, popular, slot it in. Yeah, let's make it happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, what song should we go out on, by the way? Oh, man. (laughs) Not popular? (laughs) We can go out on popular if you want to. Yeah, I mean, we probably should. We just talked about it for five minutes. (laughs) Okay, we'll go out on, hey, it it hasn't been that long. (laughs) Maybe it was. We'll go out on popular, (laughs) and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. It's all she ever wants is Begging on her knees to be popular Back to the dream to be popular